Take one. But so people can then submit their quotes, their favourite quote and their favourite word. Mm, such a good idea. Mwah. Another idea. Just coming out of me all the time. You know? So, what's on the agenda today? I don't know what that is. That looks disgusting, but there's something gross on that piece of paper. Oh, Donnie is a robber. That's some sort of like... It's like a stock cube yeah. or something. So as you can see... Um, I dress like Jesse and Jesse dress like me. Booby Bibi. <laughs> Frumpy Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually loving it. I feel like I'm one of the sort of sexy secretaries in a, uh, uh, Mad Men. Do you actually feel different? I, 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 I behave differently when I'm in sexy clothes. God, yeah. It's like you can't see any collarbones. This collarbone. is serious. This is... <laughs> This to me is very sexy. Very, I mean, this, look, I can see the brassiere. You can see the outline. If it was cold, I'd fully be able to see your nipples. But other people would look at this and think it's goofy. But I think it's... It's goofy sexy, which is actually the sexiest combo that you can get. You don't want sexy sexy. Sexy sexy is too much. It's just sexy. You want goofy sexy because it's like, whoa, she's so sexy, but she's also goofy. And then you get reminded how sexy she's she likeable. is. She's likeable. And fuckable. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully. I mean, I, I just would love to be called fuckable. And I just, oh, lovely arms. Oh, thank you. They're so, so nice. So nice. Yeah. And I've rolled up these arms because I feel like when they're down here, not doing me any favours, is it? So, not that we care about appearance too much, but it's just quite fun to not wear pyjamas, isn't so, it? So, yeah, it is. It's a real treat. It's yeah. a real treat, cowboys. I so, have worn the same H&M navy leggings for... 10 years mm -hmm. and they have holes in the front so now I just wear them back to front and Alfie wants to burn them and he has he has hidden clothes before because he doesn't like them he doesn't want me to wear them again and past girlfriends so I any day they're gonna go and oh, so I'm yeah. just wearing them as much as possible before I know that he's gonna hide them before the inevitable happens mm -hmm. yeah I have um, an M&S uh, Christmas themed polar bear nighty that I've worn since I was probably seven years old that I still have because it was oversized then and now it's like a sexy little sexy little thigh grazer mm. still has a polar bear on it so it's not that sexy but like I just said goofy sexy mm -hmm. think it's about like it it's like Lena Dunham style in girls mm. with her nighties and the way she wears kind of just pants and a little t-shirt I just I just love loves just it because it just felt so much more real than seeing someone in like a matching set who the fuck wears that to bed no you have to you be a psychopath. Naked. I sleep naked. This is why we weren't going to do the pyjamas idea, because that would have been very yeah. inappropriate. BB sleeps naked, okay? How? It's so weird that you find that weird. I just find it so weird. I've always thought I was much more prudish than you. It's not prudish. It's just like, but what if someone finds you in the middle of the night and you're just fully naked? What if you had to get up for an emergency? What if there's police outside? You would be able to grab something. I just, I just, I don't keep my clothes in the bedroom. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah. Sure, if I was in a stressful situation, I'd have to find something, which I would be able to do, because I tend to leave clothes everywhere. But um, the pros are just wonderful. You, just, you really just feel connected at once to nature, to yourself. But your boobs are just like going everywhere. That's the way that they should be. That's I the just way that they find that be. just amazing. I have to wear a, like almost a sports bra at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you do, you want to hide your body from yourself. <laughs> like huge pants, <laughs> leggings, socks, and a and a and a and a top. But so, do you not sleep naked like when you're with Alfie? We don't sleep together. 
because obviously my snore. Yeah, yeah. So we that we, so you just save nakedness for special times. <laughs> no, nakedness is like you know, like the five minutes of your having sex, mm-hmm. and then you, then you get dressed. The twenty seconds of foreplay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I I do like being naked, but it's like a novelty mm-hmm. being naked. And also, I'm most of the time you don't have to be naked to have sex. Okay, just saying. That's very true. That's so, very very true. No, nakedness isn't something I do very much. I am doing it more, I am quite enjoying it right now because our house looks out onto that house, obviously. You see me naked all the time. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. I sneezed so hard that the safety pin in the dress came out. Um, anyway, yeah, I quite enjoy neighbours seeing me naked. Yeah, they me probably too. see me naked me more too. than... I know, I do, I actually do chance a lot with these mm. guys. But um, I just think that it's... I don't know, it's nice to sort of be with your body in a non-sexual way. That's just kind of like, that was I'm so creepy with my body when that in a came out. That was just... <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never like, I'm more non-sexual in my body than I am sexual. <laughs> no, but like, I just think that it's it's nice to remove that layer of like, um, like awkwardness and whatever, and just like, you know, whatever, be naked. Yeah, it's great. that's true. It's it is true. lovely. I know when I've done it, it's nice, but I was halfway through the night, I'm like, no, I need to get dressed now. Yeah. Also, you don't want it to not be special anymore. Mm. Like, I don't want to turn into the naked girlfriend who's <laughs> just constantly naked and it's not fun anymore. But like, when you go to the toilet in the middle of the night, you're just walking there naked. No, of course not. Oh my God, no. So what do you do? You have to get dressed in the middle of the night to go to the toilet. I go to the toilet five times a night. Yeah. Well, I don't because I haven't had three kids. No, it's nothing to do with three kids. It's because mm. I drink so much water, BB. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I drink a lot of water too, Jesse. Well, then you should need to go to the toilet at night. No, I've just got a very strong bladder. I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I have a strong bladder too. Well, I have a strong bladder, but it's a, like a like a tempestuous one. Like I did get a UTI the other day from staying in a bath for an hour. You, that's you need as soon as you need a wee, you need to go to the toilet. I know. Okay? I know. Basic adult. But it's thing. because. <laughs> but it's because I don't like baths. You know that about me. I like. I don't like baths. I got low blood pressure. It makes me feel sick. And I just thought this was when I was still in Glasgow. I thought. I need to, you know, I've got loads of time to do nothing. I'm going to have a bath for an hour. I'm going to put some bubble bath in there. And I'm just going to stay in it for an hour like the ladies do in movies. I'm just going to enjoy myself. Next thing I know, I've got a UTI. Yeah. Because you use Baddy Dust in the bath. Can't use Baddy Dust. Can't use Baddy Dust in the bath for an hour. What was I thinking? No products. No leisure time in bath. To get, get in, straight get into out. antibiotics. Yep. Bad. If I hold in a wee for a bit, I get UTI. Yeah. Uh, if I don't, if I don't do it as soon as I need one, mm-hmm. or s- like within thirty seconds of the sex finishing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. UTI. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It is true. Yeah, and it's ruled just... by your bladder. Yeah. Also, what they don't talk about, which is something that people should talk about more, is how sexual you are when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. You have all of these like raging hormones, and mm, your I boobs bet. are like I bet. ready. Mm-hmm. And then the second the baby comes out, it's like sex is something that you just can't even imagine happening. Your body is a different space. Mm-hmm. It's all to feed the child or, you know, you're too tired to do anything with your body. Yeah. And that, I'm still struggling with that because even though he's four months now and I'm still breastfeeding, just my, I feel all weird because mm. I'm, I'm, I don't feel as, I'm, I'm, my body is back to, you know, my, my pelvic floor or whatever yeah. is, is normal again. And, yeah. But I still feel like I've just had a baby and yet I now should be like, my sexual um, awakening, mm. awakening, my appetite, mm-hmm. is that, oh God, that's horrible. Yeah. My sexual appetite, oh my God, that's mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like- Sex drive, sex drive. Though, sex yeah. drive, yeah. It just, it's so, doesn't add up with what's actually going on in my daily life, Absolutely. and vomit, and Absolutely. babies, and school. And yeah, but it just, it's just another case of, 
you know, you can't compare yourself to anybody else. No, you know, every every person's gonna be different. When some it comes people to that. just have sex like immediately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and some people wait like a year. Yeah, exactly. Well, reckon- some people like have sex when they're like fourteen. Some people wait until they're nineteen, much older. Yeah, exactly. But if, if there some was more, people, some people, if there was more talk about, you know, if there was more honest discussion about when you actually have sex after a baby, what sex is like, mm-hmm. how your body is completely different. I think more people, I would feel less ashamed because especially after this baby and all of the problems we've had, I've kind of felt quite like embarrassed that I haven't been having as much sex mm-hmm. um, as if that makes me suddenly like, Less we're not woman. as connected or yeah. we're, our relationship is, good, is as good anymore. Or, but actually it's, it shouldn't be like that. It's yeah, well, also there's so much stigma, I feel like, in all of the TV shows and books that you read about kind of motherhood, like, dominating you and making you this sort of frumpy person that, like, you know, can't please your man anymore and all this kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I mean, don't you find it an annoying trope that's in so much kind of modern pop culture type stuff where it's like the lead character is a kind of hip 30-year-old and all of her friends are having babies are just so boring and they don't have any life anymore, any conversation. And it's like, I think it only adds to this idea mm. that once you have a baby, you're not yourself anymore, yeah. which is a really unhelpful trope yeah. and image to perpetuate because then... It leads to someone like you, who's like the least mothery, frumpy, frumpy person ever, who's so sexy and so, so cool and so independent still. But it makes you worry that you are becoming that character that isn't a real thing anyway. Well, I definitely, that's why when me and Alfie first uh, got together after the one I started getting pregnant, and I was so worried that I still had to be this like 26-year-old sexy girl that was going to seduce him. And, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm, I might be pregnant with your baby, but I also, I'm like still desirable and like... No big deal. No big deal, like, you know. And so, um, so after the baby <laughs> came with Donnie and I suddenly was kind of prescribed a double breast pump with these huge cow sounds and I felt like just a machine all the time for milk. And it was so hard. Um... I, I just remember thinking, okay, we gotta have sex. We gotta have like really dirty, like weird sex, like all the time, just so that he realizes that actually, you know, we're still like young and mm. like cool. Like mm-hmm. so, so the second the baby would be asleep, it'd be like, right, okay, we, sh- we, sh- we need to have sex now. We need yeah. to have sex now. And now I look back at that time and just think, oh my God, I feel so sorry for that person because I was just so worried about losing him. You weren't also thinking about like what you wanted, you know? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to have sex with him, but now. I realised that you it was probably because I wanted to, to have crazy, crazy sex. You probably, you know... I always have crazy sex, BB. I'm sure you do, babe. Always. I'm sure you do. I'm Five sure minutes you do. of crazy, crazy sex. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but it is something that people just mm-hmm. don't talk about mm-hmm. enough, you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. Yeah. God, I can't believe you're only 26. I mean, I it seems... Yeah, it just seems like you were such a grown-up. But obviously, no. now that I'm pretty much close to that, it's just like... God, you were so young. Well, I think uh, now that my friends are starting to have babies, so I'm 33, almost 34, my year group, Mm -hmm. let's say, are finally starting to have their first baby. Kind of, there seems to be a few of them. And um, it's just so amazing to to have Donnie, who's now six, and to realise that it's just such a different thing having a baby to having a Mm six-year-old. It's just two different lives now. And um, it's quite nice to be reliving. And I think people keep, because I keep like showing that I'm struggling in certain areas. So like, for instance, with his vomiting Mm -hmm. or um, when he had the virus. Mm -hmm. I'm quite honest about, I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I might have two kids who are four and six, but I genuinely have forgotten everything. If I didn't have, if I didn't have our Mm mum to help me Mm -hmm. and remind me, and if I didn't have 
if I hadn't had the support online really with Instagram and people giving me advice and mm-hmm. telling me what to do, I, I would be lost again. So it is amazing that the human instinct is to forget that it's so hard when they're a newborn because mm-hmm. otherwise you would just never have another one. Of course, yeah. absolutely, of course, my God. My favorite thing has been, I wanna become, um, I like telling people what to do, I've realized that's like the, the main thing I'm good at. Or giving tips and advice. Giving tips and advice. Mm, mm, that's a natural high. Pep, pep, pep talks. Mm. Just love doing that. I love giving people recommendations and stuff that mm. I don't even know about. Telling love people it. what to buy. Mm. You will love this. And mm. Like a product, like a little tip for a product. Mm. Mm-hmm. They'll hate the product. Yeah, it won't yeah, suit yeah. them. Yeah, but yeah. give them the tip. God, yeah. And you've used it once. You don't actually know anything about the product, but you act like it's mm. you know, one of your things. So right now, all of the friends that are having babies, I've recommended this um, swaddle. Mm-hmm. There's a zip up one that I was actually recommended by somebody else. Uh... And it's like a, a zip-up sword that they can't get out of and their hands just stay like this. Mm. It's really, really cute. Anyway, I've started like buying that for people and then also buying them like a little thing. And I know that they probably won't even use this sword. It's not in their style. It's like, you know, not bamboo or something. Um, but it's like, I like sending it to them and just like, I want to check that they've got it. Mm-hmm. And I want to see a photo of the baby in it. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That must. They feel don't like... ever send a photo of the baby. Because in a way, it's like, if you know, if if motherhood was like a ranking system, you're gaining extra points, aren't you? By like recommending other people to the certain mm-hmm. products and stuff like that, you're powering up. But I didn't realize that's a whole thing on Amazon. So like, if you look at famous people like Blake Lively, for mm-hmm. instance, did an Amazon wish list for, for babies. Mm-hmm. And she said, you guys can just, you know, see my Amazon wish list and um, choose what you like. You still have to buy the stuff. Yeah. But um, I tried to find that Amazon wish list and I couldn't find it. So if anyone has any recommendations on how to find Blake Lively's baby wish list, I'd I really bet like she'd it, be think. a good mum. Yeah, she looks fun. She looks she? fun. She looks warm. She looks real. She does, and she's quite goofy in mm, photos. She's with goofy, Ryan. sexy. Did you see the Instagram they just did of um, Blake Ryan Ryan cutting Blake's hair? Mm. Oh, oh my god, I loved that. it. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. And then the goofy one of her. Going on a because because I liked that. Then mm. they sent me. I just for a few days all I had is Blake Lively. Of course, <laughs> of course, everybody goes through that phase where they just have Blake Lively. And it was her snow sledding. Mm, that's sled- what it's called. Yeah, is that what it's called? No. Snow diving, snowboarding, snowboarding. Yeah, that's it. Um, skiing. And he had taken a slow mo photo of her. No, it wasn't skiing because she was sitting down. Mm. Um, I think <laughs> tobogganing. <laughs> I don't know. Luge. What's that? Luge. No, she was just in a little... No, 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 no. It was just a little sledge thing. And he'd taken a really goofy photo, slow-mo video of her laughing. And she looked so normal oh, in that laugh. Just such a down-to-earth that. laugh. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always going to love her performance in The uh, Sister of the Travelling Pants. Mm-hmm. Just feel like that's one of the classics. But didn't they have to... They have They have made a few weird turns, haven't they, mm-hmm. as a couple? Like, mm-hmm. didn't... He's just bought a football club, Wrexham... FC, really, which kind of reminds me of Roman in succession buying the football club and mm-hmm. accidentally buying the wrong one. Mm-hmm. And didn't they also have to apologise because it, they found it was found out that they got they got married on an old <laughs> Indian burial ground or something like no, that? No, like a it was something it was something. Really... Oh, it was, sl- it was like it was a slave plantation <laughs> or something like that. Oh my god, so funny. and they had to come out and then so they apologised. Slaves are just silly. They had apologised and they sent a million pounds to a charity or something, or maybe it was. I don't know what it was, but mm. yeah, so they have made a few They bad made a couple decisions. of snafus, but that yeah. in a way makes them more human, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It makes them more real and fun and personable. So that's and why we tall. like them. They're very tall, tall, mm. powerful couple. Mm-hmm. I reckon tall people do seek out tall people. Yeah. And together, hey. Hey, we're just having a riveting chat. 
How long does it take to get him to sleep? Oh, have you been walking? Huh? You've been walking? Yeah. Aw. No, she, she just thought she's just wearing it. She's wearing it. Do you want to laugh? We switched personalities. Look, Jesse, wearing my sexy see-through top. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like. He doesn't like it. I you know don't you like, don't like, you don't it. like it. You hate me, don't you? <laughs> you hate me. I'm just gonna, our baby's woken up. Okay, sorry. Go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. He doesn't sleep. The baby doesn't sleep. That's the other thing people don't talk about with babies is they show them in films like, oh, the baby's just gonna have a nap now, and then they do this, and then put the baby in a cot. Okay, the baby's having a nap. I'm fine for three hours. I can just go and do it. <laughs> that never happens. Mm, yeah. Never happens. Silly. Silly. Okay. It makes me sad to think that, you know, if I have a baby at the same age as you, and probably not even as young as that, like a couple of years after that, Donnie and Mug are going to be so much older than my, my baby. Isn't yeah, but that's the thing weird? about having a gap in siblings, mm -hmm. you know? And that's the great thing, because you're, like, their big sister now. Yeah, exactly. So, so it'll be, like, a fun little halfway house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to be an auntie. Yeah. I'd be, I'm would be. i going to be such a better auntie than you. I'm a great and you're, you're auntie. You're a really great auntie. The face painting I've done oh, this lockdown. Yeah, yeah. No, and I don't Instagram any of it. You know, I don't even get the glory. No. Because I don't want to show their faces. Yeah. It's respectful. It's just between me and Donnie and Margot. But the fact is, if you guys saw the incredible artistry of my half lizard boy, half tiger boy, or if you saw Rainbow Unicorn Girl, you wouldn't fucking believe it. I, I do, I, I feel like it's been, you know, a crime not to share those photos, Oh, actually. I know. Donnie even asked me when I was doing it, and I was doing it so well, he said, BB, you should do this as a job. And I actually was like, yeah, that would probably be my dream job. Mm -hmm. What would be, if you had to choose a job right now that doesn't kind of, it doesn't matter about how much the job pays, mm -hmm. um, what would be your dream job right now? I think it would be being um, Claire Saffitz from uh, the formerly known like the formerly renowned Bon Appetit magazine, which is now like a, a scandal magazine. You know, oh, the, yes. cooking, the, cooking machine, uh, the cooking magazine that had all the scandals and stuff. Mm. She's like the really famous chef who does these cooking YouTube videos where she just makes uh, junk food into high Isn't cuisine. Isn't this Christine Ossie? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. Claire Saffitz. Okay. She just released a cookbook. I think you've got her name wrong. No, it's Claire Saffitz. <laughs> I know it is. I'm obsessed with her. I know. And she just now, she just, all she does as her job is she just bakes desserts for different people's YouTube channels. People probably pay her like a million pounds each time to oh, come wow. and bake like a croque en bouche. Oh. But that's all I want to do. Just make desserts. That yeah. would, I would love that. BB Bakes. Oh, you'd be such a good food YouTuber. Baking BB, BB's Bakery. Watch this space. Can you imagine? Would it be BB Bakes? Yeah. Or Bebe Bakes? <laughs> what about you? What would be your dream I job? would like to, if, if it wasn't a case of uh, being away from the kids nine to five, mm -hmm. or, you know, for long shifts, I would like to be a midwife. Mm. Um, oh, that's so nice and noble. I just would love it. I just, I'm addicted to, like, the whole process. Mm -hmm. I, I'm fascinated by it i i like the drama of it and mm -hmm. the excitement um it's it's dangerous and it's life like it, you're seeing life happen and mm -hmm. and you know bad stuff happen good stuff happen you're seeing lives being changed yeah um i like the drama of it mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed being pregnant and i also know that i can't be pregnant forever so it's kind of a way of 
enjoying that with someone else. And I, the midwives that I did have over the three babies um, who were brilliant, I remember them. I, I, I will always remember them. And I think that's really nice having kind of some kind of, you connection know, to connection people's to people. Lives. Yeah, like when I went in the other day for um, my scan to check that I don't have any retained products, mm-hmm. you know, I saw the midwife that like, discharged um, 10 and I, 10 and me? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Ten and I. Ten yeah. and I. I got it right. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have written an all. <laughs> I never remember that one. Yeah. It's so difficult. Mm. An idiot married at First Australia kept getting it right. And I was like, how does she know if it's and I <laughs> or me? How? Because they probably prompted her. Yeah. Anyway, um, she came up to me as I was walking to the hospital and I didn't have the baby with me. And she was like, what are you doing here, Jessie? And I was like, I'm just here on my own. She said, how's the baby? Immediately remember the baby. We hadn't given him a name at that point. And in that five minutes, I just felt so full of just love for her and appreciation. And also the fact that she could leave. I was like, surely she wants to now have a half hour chat and know everything about my life and Mm -hmm. know everything about my baby and how he's doing. But she was completely content with her five minute chat and then, right, okay, bye, and leaving. And I thought, oh, that's, that must be so nice to really care about a stranger, but also to be able to, to walk away from them. Yeah, because and not she, be... she's dealing with 50 people like that a day. Exactly, and not have the baggage. But she must have the emotional capacity of like a, a blue whale, you know? Well, she has the fun If job. you were to convert the space into the emotion. <laughs> yes. Not yes. saying that blue whales are particularly emotionally intelligent. I don't know. We don't know about that. But yes. you, know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I do, I do know what you mean. She's, she has a, a lot of love in her, but yeah. she also had the, the fun job, which I would like to do as a midwife, which is once you've had the baby, usually, unlike with 10, and I had to go to the sad room mm-hmm. on my own, um, with most babies, you get to go to the area where everyone has their babies mm-hmm. and you have curtains between you. And because of the, the pandemic, obviously, you couldn't see them very much this time. Um, but she just went and did like checks on all of them. So saw the happy bit. Mm-hmm. That'd that would be, nice. be lovely. I just think any any job where you can imagine that a huge portion of it would be a really good bit. Like mm. I've always loved like um uh painting like not really really detailed intricate stuff, but I love doing like the backgrounds of stuff mm. because that's you can really indulge in that and you can So imagine if you got to like just paint theater backdrops for a living and you just got to do beautiful colors and all that. that would be amazing but it's also such a symbolic job that because you're painting something that people are only going to see from a very non-critical very far away distance exactly so it doesn't even have to be that good exactly you just have to do a basic sunset or a yeah. basic mountain yeah. like thing or a moon mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect you just have to give the idea of it mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be that good and then you just exactly away. exactly perfect so that was i'm not actually dream. very good at anything mm-hmm. but i like i'm like all right at a lot of things so i reckon i could be like an oil painter but i'd be like a one for like only if you you know it's way over there <laughs> i'd be quite good you are very good at things no, but not. i think I'm that really I, it, but i do think that's something i've always been really really jealous of you um for having that How ability oil painting I always forget which I always use. I always forget, and I use water mm. whenever I have oil paint. Mm. Mm. You're not meant to use that. Are you? No, you're meant to use white no, spirit. No, no, no. Um, no, but that is something that I'm really jealous of you for just being able to kind of like multitask and try out lots of different stuff. You know? Yeah, but I don't stick at anything for very long, and I'm quite stubborn. So mm. I, if I like something, I usually stick with it for quite. It, 
I either stick with it forever mm. or I try a whole lot of different things and I give them up. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm I'm quite, I think you're gonna have way more variation in your career with different types of hobbies and things sure. you do. Sure, 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 sure. I'm definitely trying more of that now. Yeah. yeah, being more varied. If there's something that you're jealous of me for, what would it be? Um, just you because have, people always ask us that, so I just thought we might as you, well. <laughs> you definitely have more like fun than I do. Mm. I don't have much fun. Mm. I, so I'm just a hedonistic bitch then? No, 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 no. But like you seem to be able to enjoy things more, like watch things and enjoy it more and learn from it and get nourished by these things. I'm quite insular and get um, I distracted much more easy. Like I just think that you, yeah, you, you enjoy life, I think, when you enjoy it. Yeah. When you're enjoying life, you enjoy it more. When you're not enjoying life, you enjoy it less. Yes, yes. So we, I'm more solid and stable. stable consistent, Whereas sure. you have more, like, peaks and troughs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I think we balance each... That's why we get on, because yeah. we balance each other if out. If we were exactly the same, it would just suck, wouldn't it? Well, it'd be really boring. Mm. Mm-hmm. At least there's always, like, oh, are we going to hit each other today? Exactly, exactly. And it's perfect when we're just both at that middle line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're slightly under and I'm a bit over, that's the worst combo. Whereas if you're slightly over and I'm slightly under, you always bring me up. Yeah. So we yeah. just always have to make sure that we're on that side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Confusing, isn't it's it? It's very confusing. But also living together as well brings mm-hmm. out the like the most unhinged mm-hmm. parts of each other. Like, mm-hmm. like you must get really annoyed when I'm like over activate the kids and stuff yeah as a like a big sister yeah or for instance like you watching like seven hours of sex in the city mm-hmm. like that kind of thing mm-hmm. for like the 70th time mm. as well because we've we re-watched sex in the city now so many times together plus i've done it in my own time plus i did it when i lived with my friends a couple of years ago it's just like and you know i just love introducing people to the wonder that is sex in the city it's nice being able to watch it and then have an actual point to watching it like we're, ha- we're going to analyze Carrie's behavior in this absolutely. episode absolutely the different belts that she's got on mm-hmm. she goes through a lot of different belt phases i um when i've watched the britney documentary breastfeeding late at night on my own mm. and there's it's not ruining it for you at all mm. but there's a bit in it where the fans when they decide that they're going to start this campaign to free britney mm-hmm. they start because britney hasn't referenced the free britney campaign at all no, on her instagram mm. and so they believe that britney is sending messages via her instagram which are really like banal posts like mm-hmm. a daisy emoticon and like yeah. love spring or yeah, whatever yeah, 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 yeah. um but they believe she's sending codes to the outside world that she's that she's trapped. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like it's just such bullshit conspiracy theory. If you like conspiracy theory kind of type stuff, you should watch the Adam Curtis documentary that I spoke about on last week's episode because he has a really whole interesting section in the first two episodes. Ultimately, conspiracy theories are what people do. It's what they turn to when life is actually the alternative. The reality is shitter. The fact is, Britney was abused by all of us, the media mostly, but also by the people that consumed her willingly and readily. She's not trapped. She doesn't live in some crazy dystopian life. She's just an incredibly damaged individual because of the very twisted, particular life that she's led. So it's really fun to try and think, oh my God, she's like a hostage or something like that. But it's not true. Mm. She's just somebody that's been used up like an old No, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Because she's, then at the end, there's a twist that will make you maybe believe it too. Really? But yeah, I was just referencing that because of Sex and City. And like, if you study Britney's Instagram, mm-hmm. which looks like it's just stupid. Sure. You can make a lot of fun with it. Yeah. You can kind of study it for hours yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's amazing. But I also think that it's quite twisted that people are so consumed with this idea of like there being a huge conspiracy or that she's trapped or something like that. Because the fact is, they probably don't really care if she makes it out or not. Do you know what I mean? All they care about they is... They do, they do. No, but the fact is, it's like, that's what has been so fascinating about her is that she's always been feasted on for the misery and for the like the ups and downs and for the pain and because she was at such a high level in terms of she was the world's biggest pop star everybody wanted to be her she was like the number one thing in america and so i feel like people just have enjoyed the downfall even the ones that admit that they or or that say that they didn't yeah i feel like everybody has partly is partly to blame yeah well that's what the documentary is showing sure um sure it's really 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 good and it did make me realize that i loved her so much Mm. and i feel so bad that i've neglected my love for her for so long yeah really bad she's got such great legs oh she's just got a lovely lovely body and oh. she's got such a sweet little face i know i just wish she hadn't had her teeth done because mm. like but you can just tell in all of the photos of her from being a teenager to being in her 20s to being in her 30s she just has this same warmth behind the eyes I know. and her she... smile and her cry oh my god she's just amazing and it makes me just want to know everything if i could know one celebrity the insider story mm-hmm. it would be britney and justin i Absolutely. just want to know everything mm-hmm. and now people are really hating on him too for... well they should mm-hmm. because then you look at the the if you, oh god it is it's going to be amazing looking back at this period of time mm-hmm. and if there was a doc- i think there should be a documentary every few years about the current state of the world mm-hmm. like this that's mm-hmm. kind of digestible mm-hmm. for us to look yeah because and- i guess some of the stuff that is is made is like a little bit kind of people don't really connect with it but with Britney because she's such a sort of cultural like capital that we can all associate with and relate to she's actually the perfect thing to hang like a sort of um, dissection of the current world affairs onto because she is somebody like whether you're high or low like you can understand who Britney Spears is yeah so if you could pick one famous person now Mm -hmm. to make a documentary about to kind of be a symbol of where we are right now in the world and the, the culturally and in the in the press and everything mm, mm. who would be our target and mm. who would be the kind of scapegoat for yeah. what's going wrong mm. oh god who would it be now i would love to see a documentary about carrie simmons who's carrie simmons carrie simmons boris johnson's wife oh i Is see he, are they married yet oh you mean the what the the his his the mother of his the new mother child. of his new child yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. would love to know the insides of that too just i just don't think that would be as interesting though. i think it would because the fact that she's able to be one of she, you know, there was this new thing about her not giving her as many, as much say. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she has a say, that that isn't has has to happen mm-hmm. shows that she's had a say. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. find that incredible. Mm. Yeah, that would be a she's really like, interesting. She's my one. age. Yeah, bonkers, bonkers. I wonder age. how she seduced him. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I got all political then. I Jesus know. Christ, what happened? I, I talked about con- like, out. talked about politics. I know. You knew on? somebody that I didn't. Carrie Simmons. It might not be her name. Yeah. It might not be her name. I know it's Carrie, but that's it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know who I would pick. But somebody who's kind of had a downfall and it's it's not really fair how much they had to pay for it. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. That would be Lena fucking Dunham. interesting. Fucking, I just, I know you shouldn't love her, but. I love her. Absolutely love her. I just, well, I loved Girls. That's what I love. I don't, Girls I, is categorically one of the best written shows, I think, of the 20th and 21st century. Seasons one to three only, though. No, I think all of it. Genuinely all of I it. I don't. She's a very cancellable person, but I think the last year has taught everybody that cancel culture is 
just unbelievably unhelpful. It doesn't really solve anything. It makes us all police each other. Like she's clearly somebody that is just very authentically herself and has made mistakes. But why does someone like her who is truly talented have to be held to a way higher standard than mm. any of us? We've all made fucking mistakes. So I just think that given how much she has actually contributed to female-led television making, creativity, I just think that she should be given so much more credit. Yeah. And she's been through such a hard time, you know? Yeah. I think she's fucking awesome. I mean, I, she's super silly and she's done some bad stuff, but... But everyone has. I don't think that she's done anything malicious at all. I just think that she's yeah. made mistakes. I don't know enough about the bad stuff she's done, but I do love how open she is about her health and her struggles with that and fertility and stuff. And I think that the, what the nice change in Instagram at the moment is that people are being more honest and open and using it as more of a diary or a journal or yeah. a you know, personal scrapbook. And that's nice because it's so much healthier than what it was at the beginning and it was designed for, which is to be... Hot. A, a, a carousel of hot things. Yeah, hot, hot, hot. Yeah, hot mm. stuff. Runway, model, mm -hmm. fashion. Yeah, promotion. Mm. Now it's kind of your diary and that's I that suits me so much mm -hmm. and I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's becoming a bit more Tumblr-ish every mm. day. Yeah. yeah, although I we have talked about crying selfies before and I just can't deal with that. Yeah, yeah, For yeah, much yeah. longer. There's a line that we draw. Mm. There is a line that we draw. Like, you're allowed to be open, but also don't be a little bitch. But I am going to, yeah. you know, it's, I, I, I would like to set up a, like, an Instagram corner in my yeah. house. Yeah, you were saying this. Where it's just going to be, like, my area mm -hmm. for when I want to just, like, a dear diary mm. corner. Mm. For when I want to just speak to the world. Exactly. I will have to get approval and, and be Maybe, like, a ring light or something like that. I might even get a ring light. God, can you imagine? I just can't imagine getting a ring light. So... One thing I wanted to talk about is our comedy show progress and stuff like that, our journey with all of that, mm -hmm. and what you think the future holds for you and me in terms of performing together in comedy, right? Because obviously uh, we um, went to Edinburgh in 2019 um, and we kind of put this like very ramshackle work and progress show together, which was just wonderful for like, I don't know, me and like the process of working with you again, it reminds me of when we'd worked together years before and all the videos and stuff that we used to make. But obviously now the pan but then the pandemic happened, we did get in some really like good dates, the Soho and stuff like that. But ultimately such a huge pause has been put on that part of our relationship and we've replaced it with the podcast and writing together and all this naturalistic stuff. What kind of things would you like to do? Do you think you'd want to do another one woman show again? Would you mm. want to do something with me? No, not I. I don't want to do another one show ever again. I Why? don't think. Um, I obviously want to continue to. I, I after what's happened to us as a family. Yeah. I can't now imagine ever doing anything that I did before it mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. Um. So, and I only want to do things that I feel safe and benefit us as a family. So yeah. like, I, that's why I always want to. I only want to work with you mm -hmm. really. Because it's like another layer of security, isn't it? Because yeah. you know that you always have somebody there with you doing it. But also that uh, trusts, we trust each other and, and know our voice. Yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of only see that happening now for me. The, I think it's really, it shows how adaptable we've been given that, you know, what happened happened just a few months. Within, after a few months, we were creating something out mm -hmm. of our grief. Mm -hmm. And that sounds kind of weird and like we're vultures, but it was our only way of survival yeah. at that point in time, not just for us, but for our mum making our banners and being there and helping us with props. And we would have gone on a journey that's been completely derailed by 
coronavirus and I think yeah, I'm really, really interested proud. to see I'm yeah. really proud that we managed to do that and we we've come such a long way and we would never have done a podcast like yeah. we would never have thought okay we've got anything to talk about and the truth is we don't have anything to talk about but that's the point Clearly. about creativity yeah creativity is about putting yourself out there even if it might not be very good yeah. and braving yourself and being whatever you want to be mm-hmm. and risking it yeah and I'm really glad that we've done that totally and yes we would have wanted to do a live show and be mm-hmm. theatrical and yeah. have people watch us and applaud yeah. us and get reviewed and yeah, yeah yeah exactly and got that um sort of immediate validation mm-hmm. that you get from live performance and stuff like that um but, but I'm fine with it not being that and I kind of don't miss it like Alfie deeply misses stand-up mm-hmm. I don't at all and that's because I'm a different person now yeah, yeah. and I I feel really fortunate that I had that career before Mm -hmm. and I think that you will have that Mm -hmm. you will have it in different ways but Mm -hmm. for me I just can't imagine ever doing one more show again partly because my material now would be you feel like it would be a bit trivial trivial like I'm supposedly recording Sunrise which is the the play I did just before it all happened and I was doing for you know a couple of years and um so that might happen now finally it was meant to happen in June last year but and that would just feel so strange because that show is about just a a, a different life that we had before Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can do it. Yeah, I mean, well, of course, you're, you're coming with me. Honor. You'd be, you'll be the girl. Who's Should I be in the, the MC? Hey no. guys, oh, how's it going tonight? Hey, you but like dress game? You like glasses? She's goofy, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. I actually, you, I am, you are going to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I can't imagine even doing that now because it's just like a different person. Yeah. But I really hope that with the new, you know, spring is coming. Spring is coming. Spring is coming and maybe we will do live stuff again. Well, now that the restrictions have said that supposedly theatres will open in May, who knows? I mean, we could yeah. do some live performances. Exactly. But what would we do it about? I feel like we're so used to the podcast structure now of just being very, very naturalistic. It would probably be crazy. But yeah, maybe but the we thing could do is, a live podcast or something like that. Yeah, but also the thing is, when you first write something, whatever it is, and I've learned this over the 13 years of now doing it, you feel so attached to it Mm -hmm. and like it has to be that sentence or it has to be this theme or I have to write a paragraph about this or that and editing it is horrible because it's like no but I wrote that and I want to keep that and then as you go on and on you realize that isn't actually what it's about it's Mm -hmm. about something completely different totally and the more you do it like I did sunrise in the end like 145 times by the end of that I realized what I thought I was writing about when I sat down in a hotel room in Liverpool when I first started writing it when me and Alfie broke up completely different to what it ended up and also it happened you know before Ben died it was a different show after Ben died I still had to do it yeah it was a completely different show then it was now about something else it was about recovery yeah and um so I found that uh, whatever we write about we when we first wrote that stuff down that mm-hmm. we did in Edinburgh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we were yeah. so precious about it exactly and now we and then we did it throughout the autumn and we thought oh no but we can't cut that scene we can't do that and we but now I think we'd be we're, we've learned that you can just get rid exactly exactly it's, and it's liberating to yeah. just say I don't need to say that thing anymore mm-hmm. I can just write something new exactly exactly so yeah. I hope that whatever we did I don't, I'm not worried about it because I know... And I'm not attached to any of that material. I mean, we could use some of it, but it's like, ultimately, it's just really freeing to know that I have you by my side and that we are, like, you know, strong in all the vulnerability or whatever. Because whatever like, you're happens. right, you might as well just, like, put yourself out there and then wait for it all to kind of settle. Exactly. Because, yeah, like, actually deciding to take that opportunity and risk is so much harder 
than actually just coming up with stuff on the spot. Because, you know, you've got stuff going on in your brain. Hopefully. I think it's always worth it to have, like, to say yes to any opportunity mm-hmm. and then worry about it later. Totes. Rather than think, oh, I don't have any, I don't know what I would write about. That's stupid. Also, mm. remember remember when we used to go out and go to comedy and go to theatres and whatever? And you remember would go that? And, remember? I can't imagine going to watch anything now. But remember, you would go and see a, com- a comedian on stage or someone like that, a p- performer, even if their material was bland and shit seeing them standing up on the stage in the light and taking that chance and putting themselves out there you can't help but fucking think that they're cool Mm -hmm. it's only very 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 small percentage of people who are truly hateful that you come away and you're like oh but the fact is most people that you see putting themselves out there you you respect them afterwards if you saw them at the bar afterwards you'd be a bit like oh yeah (laughs) you know like it's just confidence confidence babe Confidence. confidence What am I saying? I think I seem more confident than I am, but I'm only confident with like a lot of art, like stuff around me to Mm -hmm. make me feel like, okay, I can pretend to be confident for this hour Mm -hmm. and then go back and be the shriveling wreck that I am. Um, You're not a shriveling wreck at all, you know? In terms of performance, I am. That's what I just, I'm not a natural performer and I don't enjoy being in front of people. Yeah, but that's probably what made it so good because it was like, it was clear that you weren't doing it for vanity reasons. You were doing it because you genuinely had something to express. You were a tortured artist. That's what everybody fucking wants to be. I just don't think that's true. It's very sweet of you, but I, mean, I really, really don't agree. But anyway, anyway we, I, we I really hope, I really hope that if, all, if, if things go well, that we will have an opportunity to do something live. Yeah. And that we will have a good time and enjoy ourselves. Well, we are supposedly we'll be doing some stuff in June when the book's out. Yes. And that will be kind of more you as an interviewer. I think you'd be a really good interviewer. I'd be a wonderful interviewer. Yeah. So that will be the first kind of mm-hmm. steps back mm-hmm. um, into that world. And then I guess we'll just see, won't we? Yeah. We're just going to party rockers in the house tonight, you know? I think it's quite nice. I don't really know what I want to do next right now. Um and I'm usually quite worried about when I feel like that because I'm like, oh, no, I have to have a project. I have something to do. And right now I'm just kind of letting it be. And that feels quite nice. Exactly. Yeah. You deserve it, you know? Well, You've been like a hamster on a little fast wheel. And you need to basically just let all of the good work and stuff that you've done like actually start to pay off, which it will. Well, it's not. I need to make money for rent, but we'll work that out later. Exactly. That's fine. That's fine. Don't be a loser. Yeah. Don't be a sourpuss. The a nice guy. He's, he, I don't actually think he, I, he might be, but mm-hmm. he's, it's just email. Mm-hmm. Email. Mm-hmm. His tone and email isn't that friendly, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't think he would let me off a month rent. Mm-hmm. But he might. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might as well just take the risk. Like we just said, make the space for yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know? Please, can I not pay rent? Exactly. Because and then I, and then improvise, see what he says. Yeah, you know. And yes, he might. Exactly. He might be so rich. He might be cool. He might like be flattered mm. mm-hmm. that he's doing me a favor. Exactly. Exactly. He might become your patron. Yeah, he can. Mm. He maybe is a patron, a three pound mm. patron. Maybe. Yeah. He might like my diary entries. He might like our bonus bitching exactly. sessions. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe all he wants is to be invited to be a guest on our podcast. Imagine. Imagine. And in which case, I'm sorry that I said that you're a dickhead. Yeah. You're not. I can hear the baby crying. Mm-hmm. Is that cool? Yep. I think that's good. I well, that's it's good. not. I, I don't know if it was good. No, I have no idea. But, but I, that felt like quite a nice, open, vulnerable one. because I do feel vulnerable. We and we did talk about how naked you are when you sleep. Exactly. And the fact is, we don't know what's going to happen with this podcast, you know? We're not trying to make it all clinical and commercial and like, oh, you know, here, we're going to do this every... You know, we just do this because we have stuff 
that we want to share and, and say. And there's no, there's no advertising either, so you're not having to watch a, an advertising yeah. thing. When we first got approached to do this podcast, it was um, by me. <laughs> What do you mean? When I approached you to do a podcast. Exactly. When I was first approached by Miss um, Cave, um, <laughs> it was an interesting offer. I wasn't happy with what was on the table. Um, but I set out a list a list oh. of conditions that yeah. needed to be met. No, I'm joking. When we were first approached to do something based on our show, um, it was behind a paywall. It was mm. We can say that, can't we? No. Okay. It was for... Just bleep that out. That'd be quite funny. It was for a company and it was behind a paywall and... It just wouldn't have been any fun. We would have been like six episodes of really highly edited, like scripted stuff. And we said no to the money, no to the man. And we gave you guys this for free. So And they took long, too long to respond. So yeah. by that point, we'd already started a podcast. Also, <laughs> we turned up to the meeting on the wrong day. <laughs> that was the most fucking hardcore thing we've ever done. That Power play. We must have seemed like such badasses when actually, in fact, we just didn't realise that we'd made a mistake. He told us to come on the Wednesday. We came in on the Tuesday, sat in the lobby, waited for him. And we wondered <laughs> why when he came out, he was like, hi, you guys. And we were like, hi. Yeah. Hi. You're late. We're here. We're here. It's <laughs> so crazy. Where are we going? In the yeah. office? Okay, let's go then. <laughs> and he didn't say anything. Until after. We didn't realise until afterwards. And then we started crying. It was super embarrassing. <laughs> That's probably why we didn't do it, because we don't want to say him again. But anyway, we said no to the money, no to the man. We gave you guys this for free, and we're just being open, vulnerable on ourselves. Yeah. So just forgive us. Yeah. Um, but please do support us on Patreon. Totally. Please totally. Support totally. Us. There's totally. loads of good stuff. And please pre-order my book. And if you guys like me in this kind of frumpy little outfit, then it's I'll not wear frumpy. it next week. This <laughs> is frumpy. I'm joking. No, it's not frumpy. It's not frumpy. Look. Look at her. Ooh. Okay, we've really, we really, really, yeah, really we, lost. Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> lost a lot of... We've gone off the rails here. So let's, but it's okay. It's okay. Exactly. I hope everybody has a nice spring. Exactly. You're going to have a great spring. Spring is coming. Spring in your step. I know how much you love spring. Exactly. <laughs> spring's Who doesn't? amazing. Who doesn't? What happens in the spring? Exactly. I think of seasons, spring, leaves, number one. Leaves start to grow. Yeah, exactly. And the flowers, the springing up from the ground. Less muddy. Yeah. Don't have to wear your wellies. Yeah, yay. <laughs> Yay, my wellies! I was seriously considering buying some wellies. Wellies for me, and then I wellies thought I can't do Wellies when I go this. to all the festivals. Just, just wellies. I like. I need outdoor shoes now because it's so muddy. Mm. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to live in a place where I need outdoor, outdoor uh, shoes. Outdoor shoes. Yeah. I'm you, a city dweller. Exactly. Well, you're not going to like Glasgow then. If you said that you're thinking about moving That's to Glasgow. That's a city, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but Glasgow is muddy because it's got like more plants and stuff there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we're finished okay. now. We're finished. Bye bye. Is he okay? Huh? Has he not slept? 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 Has he not slept?